0: Track thing. Yeah. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, yeah boy, that's me. Roll like the trailer, I'm Klausin. huh Them hoosier tires glossin', yeah. them cold kind we're right They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Yeah. I hit the high side, boy. I park it for Brian Clausen uh. I do him like Kyle. Larkin. Welcome to Throttled <laughs> Up the Podcast. Throttled Up will be a weekly
1: podcast featuring Matt and Dustin. We plan to discuss the legendary Brownstown Speedway, along with other local dirt tracks, Eldora, Salem Speedway, and all of your IndyCar and NASCAR news. Don't miss an episode of Throttled Up, the podcast.
0: Hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Uh Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that, dirt. Dirt, I'm throwing dirt, 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 I missed that dirt, 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 gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it, Saturday night, I am
1: so cute. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast exciting week got back in at the racetrack got uh, two nights of racing in a really exciting night friday night at the no way out 40 for us guys to lean towards the sprint cars a little bit but uh, another great show saturday night at brownstown speedway uh, with a, a regular show and uh, hey i've i've checked the seven day forecast as well matt and it's looking really good for this saturday as well so how was the weekend actually getting
2: back and getting the vocal cords worked out I'll tell you about halfway through Friday night, I could feel a little bit of roughness there, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it again Saturday. But uh, I healed up pretty quickly there, and is just exciting? I actually made it a three day week of race, and I went down to Salem Speedway on Sunday, and you know got three days in since it was so nice out. And you know it's it, it
1: is amazing how quickly that excitement can come back in. You know the and even sitting there Friday night and and. Thank you to you and and Ryan Bowling from In the Fast Lane Productions. And I got that chance to sit up on the top with him and kind of hang out with him. And there's not a better seat to see that. And the first time, those, and again, I'm a sprint guy, but when the sprints came out, even just getting heat in the engines and kind of just putting around the racetrack, I thought, we're finally back.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, you know, I started calling them to the lineup shoot, you know, to put heat in the motors and everything, though. I, i thought that excitement come back because this was a way too long of a winter you know every time we tried it would rain or it was too cold and uh, i'm glad to see us back you know out of dirt tracks somewhere you know everybody absolutely
1: and i was laughing you know on on friday night saying that you know you and i kind of started talking about this obviously in january doing this podcast and then you came to me in february middled in into february and said hey you know the icebreaker is only a couple of weeks away when we're going to get this started. And I said, man, let's shoot for the first week of March. That'll give us a, you know, NASCAR's in a little bit and we, we can start previewing the, the dirt track season. And now heck we're seven episodes in and it's our first weekend of racing at Brownstown Speedway. So I hope we're not bad luck in that sense.
2: Yeah. And I'm with you there too. And, and uh, that's what uh, I think the, the fans had to remember. Yeah. We were, we're almost to May. But this was our first weekend of racing at Brownstown, and we had a few technical difficulties on opening night there. And, you know, the transponders, they quit working, you know, during qualifying for the sprints. And we have to be fair to all the the competitors there. And, you know, we could hear the the fans getting upset with us that there was a delay. But, you know, that happens on opening nights. You know, unfortunately, we can't show up on a rain day and have cars go out and check all that stuff. So it's got to be on the fly during a race that we make sure all that stuff works.
1: Well, and unlucky for you, and I can say this because I'm one of them, sprint fans are not always the most patient people on the planet. You know, you late model guys are usually much more laid back and easygoing. And, you know, us sprint people, we want it, we want it now, and we want it fast. So uh, part of that was you just – it was unlucky that the No Way Out 40 had to be the opening night at Brownstown as well.
2: And this is what I think, and of course I'm biased, but there were some other people talking to me after the fact – after we got going, I thought the show clicked off quite quickly, and the racing I thought was superb. And I and and huge credit. And I'll throw it out right
1: now. And and you and I kind of were talking here before we got on the air. But you know, yes, the the kind of delay and slow start. You know, I I was sitting up top, and we were kind of talking. Man, are we going to get this going? How long is it going to take? But once we got into the heats and the the features. Man, it just flew through, and, and the racing was great. It was clean racing, and I want to say something that you know it's it's easy to be critical of these track promoters and things, but a huge shout out to Jim Price on Friday night because that track for again opening night, you know, working some things in that track was in perfect condition, especially leading into the No Way Out forty feature because they had easily two lines and a lot of times easily three lines to run around that racetrack and it was just one heck of a race and it shows in how clean that race was ran and
2: this is something that the common race fan might not even know but you know we had the the super late models there plus this the sprint cars and they respond to a racetrack in such two totally different ways with the late model being heavy you know, they really lay the rubber down on the dirt. You know, that, that's what turns the racetrack black. And then the sprint car being so light that they, they're they constantly sanding the racetrack. So you're going to get a little, you know, a lot more of that fine dirt come off when the sprint cars are out there, and they just sand it all off. Where, you know, people that show up for the dirt late models, the, you know, the racetrack will just turn that real glossy black, almost look like asphalt out there. And, and so running both of them on the same night, you kind of got to deal with that sanding situation. And then, you know, the black slick coming down
1: well and again like i said it was it was perfect and you know and again i agree with you i think that once the show got started i think that you guys did a great job of you know kind of clicking things off and keeping things moving and and again and kudos to the drivers i mean the the racing was good it was exciting um and and clean i mean that that again i'm a sprint car guy and anytime you put those cars together on a 40 lap feature and they run as clean as they do. That's a huge kudos to all those drivers because here's the other part of that. And you know, Ryan and I were kind of talking to that on top of the tower. That was 10,000 to win. Oh yeah. That's not an easy race to run clean. Now, you know, kudos to Kevin Thomas jr. Who kind of just dominated and ran away with it. But, but that's one where if you're going to get into somebody, that's the opportunity to do it for
2: 10 grand. No, I totally agree with you. And, and I really thought when the laps started winding down, we was going to see a little bit more uh, where the patience was gone, where they was really going to start battling. But, you know, that they really kept their cool. They kept it clean. And you brought up the $10,000. I want to take his time to, you know, shout out to Lucas Weemiller and Weemiller Express for making that a $10,000 purse, you know, to the winner. That, you know, that went an overall purse. that that was what Kevin Thomas Jr took back to Alabama with him.
1: And you know and that's that's a huge thing too and, and and we had Lucas on last week with us and here's a guy who just jumped into this sport, you know and 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 obviously and if you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode, go back and listen to him. He's got a passion for what he's doing. He wants to see this sport grow and it's not just lip service. I mean as bad as I, it sounds, we we have a lot of lip service cuz it's kind of the the podcasting world, but he is putting that money back in that too. And, and I, I appreciate Lucas and, and here's a guy that again, driving a modified could have sponsored a lot of other classes, knows the no way out's a big race. It's one of the times that we get sprint cars there to Brownstown and, and throws that behind it with Wee Miller express. So huge shout out to Lucas for that.
2: And he also took the time out of his night because you know, he's going to race. He presented the check to Kevin Thomas, Jr. You know, Lucas was in victory lane, to, you know, to give him the check and, uh, you know he's a good ambassador for the sport, and you know he I think he's going to do good things absolutely hey let's let's go ahead and let's jump into a little bit of friday night um
1: again let let's talk about those sprint cars and I'll be honest, just you know walking through the pits prior to the race um <laughs> that wasn't just your normal Friday night sprint show I mean that had every big name and again ten thousand to win it's a no way out. But that was as close to a USAC show as you're ever going to get because there's a lot of big names that were there.
2: Oh, yeah, all the big names that would run your USAC show were there. And I got to say, I enjoyed watching your uh, facial expression when you did look at the end of, of Million Dollar Row down there and you seen that <laughs> white and red number five. I mean, I... I can see that you really enjoyed seeing that sitting in the pits there. I will tell you, and
1: I told Ryan before they went out. And, and again, kudos to Kevin Thomas Jr. I am happy for him. There is a lot of guys I would have loved to see and win that, but for me, nostalgia growing up—you know—I was definitely a Brady Short fan on top of the box, and it's and it's as much I like Brady. I think Brady's a great driver. I don't want to take anything away from it, but it could have been anybody in that white and red Briscoe Racing uh sprint car number five because that was just iconic to me and kudos for for chase for honoring that and again i know it's his dad and his granddad that that had that team but but kudos for chase i love his the flashy cbr stuff that's black and neon green and all that but to go back old school and see brady climbing in that was you know that was that
2: was a little nostalgic there and that was pretty cool oh i totally agree with you you know but uh let's let's look at heat race number one i mean you look at that right there that's that's almost a you know a <laughs> it's small a feature who. yeah <laughs> you know you got brady bacon and jamie williams on the front row then kyle cummins who's who is always you know battles everywhere and chris phillips matt westfall that started on the outside of row three i have been over to Eldora and watched him race a sprint car and a dirt late model on the same evening over there at Eldora. so i mean he's no slouch and then i don't know if you know this but colin ambrose has multiple wins at brownstown speedway in a mini sprint so you know colin made his jump up to the to the 410 sprints this year so that first heat race you know a lot of people would be satisfied for that being a feature event there and of course brady ended up winning the the first heat race and i'm telling you what
1: brady bacon is something exciting to watch too and just watching him and again kevin thomas jr man kudos but watching brady in that first heat race i thought man i don't know if anybody's gonna touch him tonight because he just looked dominant
2: oh i totally agree with you and i actually thought you know of course it was just the first heat race that i thought he was going to be the feature winner just the way he he tore out of there then you go to
1: heat number two and again same thing you got kevin thomas jr in there you got robert Ballou, dave darlin um you know, Tyler Thomas, Jordan Kinzer, you've got some names in there, again, I mean, across the board of some either up-and-coming guys or some very well-established guys. And, again, going back to the feature winner we've already talked about, it is – if you put – you know, if you made me choose out of the whole list of participants in the No Way Out 40 and said, who's the best wheel man, man, it's tough. Oh, yeah. You know, because it would be tough to go against a Kevin Thomas Jr., But as soon as I say that and then I look back over the names, I think, well, how can you say that against a a Brady Bacon or against a, um, you know, who else am I thinking here that I'm forgetting? Oh, uh, uh, Chad, you know, or Tyler Courtney, Sunshine. You know, some of these guys that are very, very impressive guys that, again, are right here in our backyard.
2: Oh, and looking at Heat, too, also – kevin thomas jr you know the eventual winner for this year's no way out but then right starting outside of him the wild man robert baloo i mean he was he's a no way out winner what was it back um 2015 Ballou won it and then right starting right behind him was dave darlin darlin won an 11 so you have after thomas jr won that night in that one heat race you had three no way out winners in one heat race you know so that's and then you know stevie sussex no slouch cody swanson you know, all the way from Kingsburg, California, that shows up. That's – I was just looking. Ten states were represented in the No Way Out 40 during the heat races, you know, at Brownstown Speedway. You had ten different states that were there, you know, from drivers. That's impressive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
1: and then, obviously, you know, when we talked about – and you and you announced it there at Brownstown, the number of past winners, you know, and, and again, you know – the the ability of people to win multiple of these the challenge is real. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it is. It takes a great night to put it to park it in victory lane.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, a repeat winner's only happened once, and you know and the and you know the winners of the No Way Out is the Who's Who of non wing sprints. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, that's a thing. Let's jump down to Heat Race Three, man. And there,
1: there you got right there, and and again, Brady Shore in brownstown he's got that place figured out and yes and you know and again he was one watching the heat race i thought and you know ryan and i were sitting up there kind of going back and forth and i said man i as good as bacon looked as good as kevin thomas looked short knows brownstown really well and i thought if it gets fast i don't know that anybody can run with him, and and again Part of that might have been just bias because it was that white and red number five. But, man,
2: he looked good. Yes, he did. And, you know, out, the start on the inside of him, C.J. Lurie, I mean, he's a track record holder for qualifying at Brownstown. So, C.J., you know, has that figured out also. And then Jeff Bland Jr., Jeff's, you know, ran many, many laps at Brownstown. And then with with Chris Windham and Chase Stocking, I mean, another really interesting you know, every heat race was stacked. I mean, it, was, it wasn't was a heat race It's like, well, that's the one I want because nobody's in it. Every heat race had a good, good driver in it or multiple good drivers. And that was a cool thing about the No Way
1: Out show was, you know, a lot of times those heat races, it's like, all right, this is a great one. The, there's a few guys in here, you know, and you can at times kind of figure out how it's going to shake out. I can look at the heat race and say, all right, I'm pretty sure these are the guys that are going to run up front when these guys rolled out at the no way out i'm like hmm i'm not sure i mean it was yeah. it was a toss up who was gonna who was gonna come out of some of this stuff
2: it would have been a hard night to sit in the stands and, and put a dollar bed on a car because you could have went from you know first place to 20th place and, and anybody could have done it another reason why i was really glad i was with ryan on top with <laughs> in the fast lane productions oh i mean you know i don't all the winners we had, the only ones that weren't there, you know, was was Nick Foss and Christopher Bell, and uh, Thomas Meserol, You know, outside of of Hockett and and uh, Clawson. And Chris
1: Bell was a little busy.
2: Yeah, he was very busy, so <laughs> he's definitely got a pass. He's got he's got some other things going on right now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you jump down to to four, you know, there you got Base Flug, the defending mm-hmm. champion of the No Way Out starting on the inside with sunshine to, you know, his outside. And Tyler Courtney, of course, pulled the win off there in in that fourth heat race.
1: Hey, you got Dickie Gaines in there, too. You can't leave Dickie Gaines out of the
2: conversation. No, no, not at all. But,
1: you know, and then you go on. And and again, the and kind of coming back to what we've talked about. and, And guys, if you've not come out to the track, go watch this stuff, because you have no idea how exciting these things are. And, you know, because then you get to the, you know, the two B mains that you're transferring two cars out of yes for $10,000 to win. And again, kudos to the drivers because I thought that would be a wreck fest. I really, I mean, I you're transferring two and this is the chance to get into the no way out for, for $10,000. I thought there's no way. And again, great... It, not boring great racing yes but
2: great racing not wrecking yes and look at the names in the b mains <laughs> yes. you know matt westfall jeff bland jr chase stockin braxton cummings you know colin ambrose that, that first b main those was, guys
1: aren't usually running in the b main to no, make it into the feature
2: not at all and then you know you go to be number two uh, cody swanson nick bilby dickie Gaines. you know stevie sussex is back there Again, these are guys, Dakota Jackson. These are guys that are used to, you know, finishing up in their heat race and advancing to the feature that way, and not so.
1: only running the feature but winning features. Yes, I mean that's yes. that, and that, and again, and, and I don't want this to take away, because guys, go out and watch a regular show too. Regular shows are exciting, but let's all be honest. There's three or four or five shows usually a year at a track at, at any given track, but especially at Brown Sound that are can't miss shows and it's unfortunate we've lost the icebreaker again because that's a can't miss one but and, and for me the no way out's probably again not trying to put it up against the jackson and some of the others but there's only so many times you get the non-wing sprints and especially these big guys at brownstown and as much as we've talked it's a late model track it's still really fun to watch those guys get out there and and slide around
2: i mean you know dustin and I'm sure everybody listening to our show already know, you know, already knows that I'm a huge late model fan, but I kind of enjoy <laughs> watching them. You know, that's uh, they do put on a show, and I'm like you for ten thousand dollars. I thought we would have had cars on their oh head everywhere, and
1: I, I thought it'd take hours to run the feature.
2: Yeah, and I was super impressed with the, the professionalism of the drivers, and you know, I just think we had that kind of quality of driver. 100, you know, from first place to twentieth place in the feature.
1: All right, let's go ahead. I mean, again, let's jump into the feature. There, we we talked about it. Kevin Thomas Jr., Brady Bacon. Brady Bacon made one heck of a of an attempt. I mean, yes. and and Kevin Thomas kind of got out and dominated, but I really thought Brady Bacon might be able to have a chance. He started, you know, working the high side at, in uh, three and four, and working the the low end in one and two, and there was a time there where. He had the line, yes, and he was he was making up time fast, and I really thought that you know Brady might just click him off and and run away with this. But kudos to Kevin Thomas Jr. again, man, the guy, you know, he he adjusted his line, he found something that worked a little bit better for him, and you know he continued to dominate that race.
2: And it, the lap traffic did help him out a little bit because when uh, when Bacon had that charge, and then, then they got into the heavy lap traffic, I think. That helped Kevin Thomas get that little bit of a jump mm-hmm. that he could prevail there because I know Bacon couldn't get through the lap traffic there near the end of the, the feature like uh, like Thomas did. And, and, it, and it
1: hurt because Bacon was trying to run those two different style lines, low in one corners and high in the other. Well, your lap traffic starts trying to get to the inside and get out of the way. And, man, when he had clean racetrack and he could run low in one and two and come back in high at three and four – he was flying but you're exactly right when he had to start navigating and getting off his line he really struggled to to hold the speed up with kevin thomas jr
2: but uh let's let's go ahead and go uh the the show of the night had to be the 1g (laughs) though man right oh my goodness and and i'm gonna go
1: ahead and throw it out there because you know i we're, we're trying to get more and more drivers to come on here on throttled up and and i mean i said that i was worried we might be a bad luck charm because of the weather but i hope if if devin ends up listening to this one i hope that devin will say they must be a good luck charm a little bit to the uh the racing world and jokingly i text him after friday night and said man what a clinic and uh hey i hope we were good luck so i know the work they put in i'm not taking anything away from them they didn't need luck they had it set up and devin can flat out wheel but you talk about a weekend yes. that cat had a weekend
2: yep w- wins the super late model feature at, at brownstown friday wins the modified feature at brownstown on friday then goes to the spring 50 at florence speedway and bags that feature also so that's that's a great weekend for anybody <laughs> absolutely and uh you know i just i
1: i wanted to ask him too i mean do you have that much room in the trailer to get all those big checks home? I mean, do you, how do you, what do you got to move around to get all that stuff home? Because, and I guess it's good. They don't just give out piles of cash. Cause I don't know if he'd have made it home probably, with all that.
2: I don't think he could have either. It probably would have put the, uh, the truck overweight on the way home there, you know, but that's, uh, and you know, I come out on the, on the patio with you and Ryan for the modified feature. And, you know, there for a while I thought, well, Devin ain't going to pull this one off that, you know, cause he started back a little bit there and, everybody was running great but then you know that that gilpin magic you know that late race caution and then all of a sudden you know devon's on the outside of everybody battling for the lead and and he parks it on that piece of concrete again you know it just seems like even when you think man i don't know if he's going to get them both tonight you know there he is and again i had two great interviews with him you know got to talk about the uh the late model got to talk about the modified and enjoyed both of those unfortunately i think i yelled too much into the microphone during the the modified feature that we ended up blowing the fuse on the amplifier nobody in the grandstands could hear uh, hear my interview in victor lane with him well you know this is a great segue and i'm gonna
1: go ahead and throw it out there to get our sponsors in because you know one of our sponsors is in the fast lane productions yes. and and again i i had in the unbelievable experience of getting to hang out with ryan and nathan a little bit before in the pits kind of and Ryan around and see what he does and then standing up there with him and, and watching him work and my goodness he is a a master it's one thing to watch his videos it's another thing to watch him do it but you brought up not being able to hear that interview I believe that interview in the pit or in the victory lane is on in the fast lane oh, yes. Yes, com, is. which is something if you miss that and want to follow up with the 1g of Gilpin go sign up for your your login and your account at in the com, and go ahead and and listen to that, you know, even though there was a technical difficulty at the track, you can still hear that on that video right there. So again, that's in the com, and I can't tell you enough uh, how great this website is. And and I know that, you know, Ryan, I talked to him on on Friday night and he was kind of like, "Well, there's this, there's this, there's this." But Ryan's a perfectionist, and I can tell you right now this thing is spectacular and exciting fun to have and it's definitely worth the price of admission
2: him and nathan captured all the racing action for friday and saturday night guys so if you didn't make it to the racetrack you know we, we always want you there we want you to be part of the action with us but if you if you don't get a chance to or you just you know a lot i know a lot of the drivers go back and just watch themselves you know kind of like a football coach watches film and uh right you know ryan and nathan they they take care of it and we also uh rookie uh indiana pro late model driver justin bowling well, was his first night there saturday night at brownstown and we slipped out there and got an interview with him before uh before the races so that that's enjoyable so he had a big interview friday night too prior to the races yes yes <laughs> uh lucas Weemiller's newest contribution to the racing world there you know lucas had that second car and uh brought the i-racing sensation to brownstown speedway so that you know that was very cool yeah, and uh, can I, I want to
1: say this real quick before we move on, and, and we talked a little bit about Devin. I know we're going to break him down a little bit more, but when he was on here, he talked about some of the things he did and being an ambassador to the sport, you know, giving kids trophies in the stands and, you know, trying to always make them feel a part of it. And, you know, I know there's, you know, you can look at these things in both ways, but I sat with him here and talked to him, and I know that his feelings are genuine and what he does for kids. And I'm just going to tell you, whether you're a fan of him or not, go and look at his his social media, his Facebook page, and go look at the young man that he met at Florence Speedway this weekend who happened to be in the pits, hung out with him on his golf cart, talked to uh, Devin prior to the race, and then Devin said, man, when I park this thing in victory lane, you're coming down to get a picture and then the young man got to come down and if you want to see if you're having a bad day and you want to see pure joy watch this kid get a stand in victory lane with devin and and i i'm just gonna say it now no matter whether you're a fan of him or not devin great job man and i appreciate that and that's that's what helps the sport go on
2: i agree i agree with that and but uh the guy I was talking about though was the Braden Watson with that Lucas brought to the racetrack.
1: Yes, I was just transitioning yeah. away from that because I wanted to finish up on uh, on Devin Gilpin. But no, Braden Watson, who I know that you uh, got the chance to interview on Friday night, which I know we talked to him too about coming on this show, and I really want him to because I don't know the iRacing thing. But to be a hundred percent honest, and and I kind of said this Friday night, I'd have been crapping my pants crawling in that Yo, car. Yeah. At his age, and that's not a knock on him. If all I—I I mean, I play video games all the time, but if you sub me in in the Pacers game later this week, and I got to guard LeBron, I'm not ready
2: to do that. But man, he—he he was ready. He looked spectacular. And you know what? What kind of gets me is—you uh, know—when we interviewed Braden on Friday night, and then we interviewed Justin Bowling there on Saturday night. Both of them were super nervous about talking to us. <laughs> but they can climb in them race cars and they're you know if they have nerves there they they hide it very well yeah they don't show it you're exactly right because i know when we pulled up you know on saturday with uh justin bowling he was standing back there by his race car and and we pull up on uh bobby's gator and you know i climb out and and uh, because i had never met justin justin yet and i said which one's the driver and you know he raises his hand he said it's me and i said well we're here to make you famous and he said no, you're really not. He said, I don't know if I can do this tonight. And I was like, you know, hey, we're just talking. And people get so nervous, you know, when that microphone goes uh, goes in their face that uh, the fan really needs to get to know this because, you know, that's what we try to do is bring it where the fan that this only goes to the stands can kind of know the driver a little bit more and, and know what it's all about. And I will say this too, you know, if, if you get the chance,
1: um, you know, especially if you've got younger kids – not really young but you know those those early teens and you get a chance to save a little bit extra money and go down and buy the pit pass it's worth it you know i'm not saying you gotta do it every week and be down there but to give a kid a chance to get up that close to it and it's and it's funny i'm gonna bring it back again because you said it and it's true when i walked down even as a 33 year old and saw that white and red sitting there and you know in pit road at, at brownstown it was like darn this it was like i was 12 years old again and that's a really cool experience when you get that so if you've got those kids that you know maybe you've not been to the racetrack or something get there early buy a pit pass go in watch them because it can be it can be pretty wild and crazy down there at times oh yeah but um but give them a chance to go down and see those guys because you know there are so many great ambassadors to the sport
2: and you know i'm going to kind of add to that I'm in the pits every Saturday night at Brownstown, you know, that's, that's part of the gig and I stroll around and talk to the guys and see what's new and, and, you know, if they got something else coming up. And there are a lot of times that I look around and and I'm amazed that I am part of this because, you know, I've been a, a fan of racing since I was five years old there's a lot of times I just, I'm kind of in awe when I'm walking through the pits at Brownstown Speedway and look at the guys that are there and, you know i mentioned that to you when you showed up friday night is it's a whole different side of the racetrack that a Mm -hmm. lot of people never get to see you know it's its own little world when you get to the pits well and it's and it's funny for
1: me and again i know it's not you know it was brady running that that number five and it's not kevin briscoe and and climbing in but you know it was almost i i felt that like i wanted to make sure i stayed out of the way i wanted to get as close as i could but i did you know you became a kid again it was like the the, you know the untouchable and the you know and it was just such a cool experience and and like i said if you're not a race fan that may sound so silly to some people but that red and white number five was such a, a part of my childhood and watching that guy run and that was like it was nostalgia i i for me That probably was the closest thing that I understand now why Darlington and NASCAR is so important to some older guys when they do the throwback paint schemes, and I think those are cool. It just doesn't resonate with me the way that I think it does with some older guys that grew up watching those cars. That did for me the other night. It was like it all
2: came together because I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. And See, you probably didn't notice, but uh, well, you weren't there Saturday night, so I guess that's why you wouldn't notice, but... On Saturday night, Edgar Godsey showed up for the Indiana Pro Late Model in a green and white 114 where his dad, Ray, drove the 14 with the exact same letter job. So what you have with the experience Friday night with the red and white five, when I come around the corner there on Million Dollar Row and there set that 114 with the green stripe on it and the green numbers and the Dirty Bird Motorsports on the nose, man i you know if you would put a huge lexan wing off the back of it i was going to be eight years old again because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, as soon as i seen it i was like, my gosh this is ray's car you know and uh dave egan uh, aubrey and Allie egan's dad actually redid the car that's in uh, the dirt late model hall of fame down in florence kentucky of that car so that that car that uh, edgar did his car like this year actually sets in the hall of fame for the dirt late models in florence kentucky and that's it took me right back to you know eight years old when i remember watching ray drive that car so i experienced the same thing just on a saturday night (laughs) and that's the cool thing about this sport you don't forget those
1: iconic cars you don't forget you know those drivers that that put those cars the way they did and you know those iconic memories of guys and and that's the fun thing but hey let's jump back i know we talked about you know the 1g but let's talk a little bit about that friday night super late model feature Be or uh, race heats and feature but we talked a lot about the no way out 40 guys this isn't exactly a slouch group that was over there friday night for the super late model race either um you know when you look down that list with tanner english and shelby miles and alan magner and steve gotsy and you know there's some good race car drivers that were there for the super late models as well
2: oh yeah you also had nick hoffman you know nick usually pulls double, double duty there, you know, drives a modified and a super late model. Steve Casebolt, you know, Casebolt has, uh, he's been around racing for years and years. And, uh, you know, it was good to see him. I, I think the one I was excited the most about, um, he was probably the most old school out of everybody there, was uh, Greg Johnson, the wild thing. Yeah. You know, when uh, I've I've been a fan of his, I think as soon as he started rolling out. So, you know, it was good to see Greg back down in the car, especially at Brownstown, because there was a time, you know, if, if Greg Johnson was in the house, you probably ought to go ahead and write his name on the check, you know. Go ahead and pull yours in the hauler and <laughs> get yeah, her home early. you know, and I was I, I enjoyed seeing him. But there's yeah, it there was no slouch. Cody Mahoney showed up in CJ Rayburn's ride there. Unfortunately he had some engine problems. But uh, you know, Cody I think last year I interviewed him three or three or four times in Victory Lane last year, you know, when he was in, in uh Brian Bowman Motorsports stuff last year. So Cody definitely knows his way around Brown Sound Speedway. And then if we go ahead and jump down to kind of, you know,
1: wrap up Friday night again, that that modified feature and, you know, the modified feature and and racing there is, you know, again, not only do you have Devin jumping in down there, but you got Matt Bokneck, you got Jeremy Hines in that group, you know, you got the young guy and Braden Watson coming in you've got again some strong name guys Derek groomer oh yeah you know that are that are evolved
2: in that group and it was a who's who friday night across all three classes well you had uh, josh rice from verona kentucky his dad jerry rice legendary dirt late model driver and you know josh shows up and... okay i
1: thought you were going to say wide receiver for the san francisco 49ers no
2: jerry <laughs> drove the 1b in the dirt late models and then uh you know josh is in the 11 and uh you know he's another you know another you know second generation driver but man he can wheel the thing the pants off anything he drives uh cushman motorsports there but very very good uh race car driver there too jeremy owens out of north vernon you know he showed up and and looked quite well friday night
1: hey let's jump over to the saturday night um you know show it was kids night and i want to yes. kind of i want to kind of touch on that because i couldn't be there um i had another um obligation with the married with children show podcast and and had an interview already set up so couldn't be there for the race but you know again we've talked a lot in these previews and these upcoming shows about you know how do we get more people in the racetrack and you know again kudos to jim and you guys for you know kind of setting up the kids night I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Isaac Rainey came through big with some things for the bicycle race. Isaac Rainey um, had some mini doors printed off that looks like the side of his race car, and he also posed with with all the winners in victory lane, got the picture taken with them. So that, uh, you know, that was very very cool. You know, Isaac doing that. I actually Isaac's boy was the flagman for the bicycle races, and you know we had uh, three classes from uh, zero to four. Was a class and we just raced them on the front stretch, but the other two classes, we only went up to 12 years old, but the other two classes had to ride all the way around the racetrack. And I kind of laughed when I got down to the front stretch when he was getting everybody organized. Uh, some of the 10 and 11 year old boys asked how many laps they got to race around the track. And we told them one lap. And when uh, you know those same boys they made that that one lap around. they were glad you had said one yeah they didn't want a second one i think you know when you sit in the stands and you watch your car go around it and you know 17 18 seconds that you think it isn't that far until you start pedaling a bicycle around there see i think
1: we need to do something you know like with with all you track employees i think we need a bicycle race now being fair it's probably gonna have to be like a you know a a a trade-off i mean we're not somebody does the front stretch or relay type race but you know i i think that's only fair to see you know bobby bowling and and you and <laughs> nathan and ryan oh and i
2: think it has to be mark it. jamie and jim and you know we'd all get out there and uh
1: i think if you get that set up i think i would be willing to sponsor some prize money for that race right there
2: yeah I would be all for it if we got to race whizzers. You know, that's still, that's still classified as a bicycle, right? <laughs> I can I, I can understand that. But, hey, those kids that won, I wish I would have their names tonight to give them shout-outs, but uh, they're in good company because on our first episode, John Gill is the winner of a bicycle race at Brownstown Speedway, so those guys put themselves, you know, in some rare air, you know, that, that they also want to buy. And one of them, I had to kind of laugh, was uh, Jared Galt's daughter, and gerald gerald races a uh, indiana pro late model and so his daughter got to take home an isaac rainey door so i was kind of curious how that was when they got home and where that actually got hung up in the Galt family's house you know
1: i think that might be a phone interview we've got we've got to come back with is to figure out exactly where that door went but i want to take a short break here we've talked a little bit about um in the fastlaneproductions.com again one of our big sponsors but i also want to talk you brought up mark and jamie schaefer i want to talk about schaefer photo and custom t and you know we've talked a lot about the drivers and everything that went into friday night and saturday night but if you get a chance to watch mark schaefer the the amount of and I'll be honest if we got the bike race in I'm I'm taking Mark Schaefer because the man moves across the infield really really well. Yes he does. He doesn't miss a shot. He's <laughs> I mean if if I'm if I'm betting on my $1 bicycle I'm taking Mark Schaefer but you know go visit those guys at Schaefer Photo and Custom T man and you know they they do great work. They got such a passion for the racetrack and and for the sport and you know, if you can, if if you got a favorite driver, go and support these guys and and you know, visit them at that at the trailer on the track. And if you see Mark, you know, thank him for what he does. I mean, I know he's got a passion, but that's a lot of a lot of you know, getting around the infield to make sure he gets us the best shots he can.
2: And I got confirmation from him Saturday that uh, they're ready to come on the show, and and I'm actually really looking forward to that because I know both of them you know mark does all the pictures and then you know jamie she she scores you know she's one of the official scores at brownstown and there is a lot of passion with them too with racing and a lot of history oh definitely there (laughs) but you know you wouldn't believe the times we've been in the tower and brownstown has been rained out and between jamie and jim price you hear hey ponderosa is still racing or hey florence is still racing and jumping in the truck and going and getting a race in on saturday night when we can't get them in at brownstown so they are the true definition of race fans you know so big 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 shout out to them guys
1: well i can't wait to have them on because you know it's it's exciting to see and talk to people that are as passionate about it as they are and i'll be really excited to get to see them um or get to talk to them here on the podcast so let's jump into you know saturday night and again i couldn't be there but i have uh used going back to some sponsors i have used uh my uh, subscription to in the fast lane productions to kind of catch up and watch some things actually when you snuck in on me tonight i was watching the uh indiana late uh model or indiana pro late model series uh feature
2: but uh fill us in what'd you see saturday night well, another great night of racing we uh Qualify, you know did the hot lap qualifying with the indiana pro late models and uh you know they did very good the had a kid come up from the grandstands and we interverted uh three three cars so fast time started third in heat race so the first heat race was going to be dylan norman nicknamed the young gun out of bedford he was fast time in the first group and then in the second group uh raymond humphrey i can't remember if he's a second or third generation driver but the humphrey family has been around racing for a long long time and so he was fast time they're in the second heat race, so both great heat races. Um, Tyler Neal out of Paragon, Indiana, ended up winning the first heat race. Uh, Tyler Kane, rookie of the year two years ago in the Indiana Pro Late Models, finished second with Dylan Norman third, and then uh, Zane Powell. First time I ever seen him, and you know out of Junction, Junction excuse me, Junction City, Kentucky. So I actually enjoyed saying his name. I kind of looked for him on the racetrack just because it reminded me I was in a Batman movie every time I said Zane Powell. You know, so that's a. <laughs> that was pretty cool there so. i like that <laughs> and then you know heat race two rolls out and uh, front rows jared galt shelby miles both of them very good racing at brownstown speedway and shelby he came out the winner of heat race two with raymond humphrey second marty o'neill third and jared galt fourth but then unfortunately uh shelby miles had raced the night before with the super late models who gets to run a little lighter and shelby forgot to put the weight back on the car mm. So he gets a disqualification after the heat race and has to start the feature on the tail. So tough break from my buddy Shelby miles. And, you know, I hated that for him, but he realized that, you know, it was their mistake. And, you know, he said him and the crew forgot and pretty much owned it and, and went on there. So, yeah, I was glad to see he handled it that way instead of, you know, trying to throw a fit over it. And he also had the uh, Derek bottoms race with us. He's about the last two years, his home track is Ponderosa speedway down there in Kentucky. But Derek showed up and raced with us. And then, uh, zach burton like i said edgar godsey was in that second heat race and he's a throwback car for his dad so i was really really glad to see that
1: i'd like to throw out there too you know and and getting into the feature a little bit a really good night for isaac rainey you know yes. and i'm I'm really happy to see that with again we, we talked a little bit earlier about some of the stuff he did for kids night and things but uh A really solid night for Isaac coming out and, you know, finishes fourth in the feature and, you know, just just a good
2: all-around night for him on the track. And, you know, he looked really – Isaac's never looked bad, but Saturday night was probably the smoothest I've ever seen him race a complete race. You know, I've seen Isaac put five or six laps together at a time. But every lap, man, you could tell he was on point and on a mission, and I was very impressed with him for that entire feature.
1: I think that's a a great way to break him down because I would have said he looked comfortable and calculated because he was smooth and he and he had his line and he felt comfortable in his line. But then it was the next step of how am I going to get around people? How am I setting things up? So he had kind of a you know advanced a little bit to that ability of now i'm thinking ahead a lap or two right and and not just i'm getting through this and again i agree with you he's never looked bad i don't want it to come across like that but i was really excited to see his night on on saturday night
2: but the three guys that finished in front of him you know tyler neal who i heard i I don't have not verified this but i heard that was one of hudson o'neill's old cars that actually never seen the racetrack that now has the 20 on it instead of the 71 you know he won and then tyler kane rookie of the year two years ago winner at brownstown winner at bloomington speedway and then marty o'neill who i think as of right now has more indiana pro late model wins at brownstown speedway than any other driver in that class so you know when you start getting up here competing with those guys like isaac did you're starting to figure your car out absolutely and and i'm going to say this
1: you know to go back to marty o'neill finishing third there this is a you know, an exciting thing, um, I think for us looking ahead to the rest of the summer. You know, Marty has had his dominant streaks there. You just said it, where, you know, nobody's won more features than him, but Tyler Kane, Tyler Neal, Isaac Rainey, some of these guys, and you talked about Shelby earlier, some of these guys are gonna be, you know, guys to deal with throughout this season, and I think the points race in the Indiana Pro Late Model series is gonna be a tight one throughout
2: oh i I agree with you and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this guy's name out there just because i'm glad to see he had to lay off racing last year but the 46 of the working man chris workman i was super glad to see him roll back out on the racetrack you know uh he just couldn't get things to work out for him and had to take a year off last year so very very glad to see chris workman back at the racetrack and racing with us again very cool and and let's just say this I know that
1: Marty O'Neill and the Hartwells are not going to be happy with third place, so I know there's going to be a lot of wrenching, a lot of working and a lot of getting prepared uh to come back out this week and and try
2: and park that thing in victory lane and that you know and I hope they do because that that makes every you know when you get everybody stepping their game up, that just makes it better for the race fan absolutely you know? and and I truly believe the Indiana pro late models this year is going to be a very competitive class, like you said, because you can go to at least the top eight or ten guys every week, and one of them can pull off a feature win.
1: Well, and I think it's exactly what I just said as well. You know, they're going to push each other. Marty is not, and, and the Hartwells are not going to be happy with the fact that on opening night they roll in in third, and they're going to be wrenching, they're going to be setting up, they're going to be making sure they're better. And as soon as Marty figures it out a little bit better, Tyler Neal, Tyler Kane, you know, Isaac Rainey, Shelby Miles, these guys, they'll be right back in the shop. And, and with that, Marty O'Neal and the Hartwells aren't going to sleep on it either. So no. they're going to push each other throughout the whole season. And, and I think it's going to come down to probably, for the series champion, be who has some bad breaks, who has a motor go, you know, who has some things happen, gets caught up in something. That may take them out of a few shows. I think it'll be that tight this year.
2: And you know, also with the Indiana Pro Late Models, you got to realize, yeah, it's a Brownstown class, but it's the only <laughs> class that that actually travels. Yeah, they
1: got to go race at other tracks. You know, too.
2: we'll be at Terre Haute. You know, we're going to be at uh, Bloomington twice. I actually think we're kind of trying to deal with another you know, another track or two somewhere else. But yeah, these guys, you know, they just don't go to Brownstown every Saturday because there's some nights, every other class at Brown, you know, races Brownstown race. For, you know, just Saturday night. But sometimes we'll go Friday night to a racetrack and then turn right around and be at Brownstown again on Saturday. You know, we'll race down at Scottsburg during the fair race. So, you know, these guys have to work a little extra hard because they're not just setting up for Brownstown.
1: All right, let's let's go down and let's look at the modified uh race there from Saturday night. um And to be honest, you know, it kind of it kind of took off this season where it left off last season with. Matt Boatneck being the uh the the winner there Friday night and or excuse me Saturday night and last year's track champion
2: and it looks like he is going to kind of well he had some stiff competition with Ryan Thomas. Absolutely. You know the, and uh I I think the one thing I got to throw out and it, it was in the heat, heat race 2 that uh really made me heartbroken was Jamie Wilson last year's Superstock uh track champion. Moved up to the modified class this year. Uh, they started their heat race. He goes into the lead going into one. He's coming out of two. I don't know why. I am. had a chance to talk to Jamie. Car turns straight right and plows the pit lane wall back there on the back stretch. And uh, you know, I, I was heartbroken for Jamie. I watched him get out of the car and you know walk you know around the end of the pit the pit wall there and walk back to his trailer. And then I seen the rollback come in they couldn't get the car back in the trailer so rollback had to take the race car home for you know to back uh-huh. to sailing for jamie so i heard uh some of the guys talking some of the other workers there that he said he had, it was going straight to the junk pile that it was it was unfixable so i really really hate that for jamie you know he's a strong competitor you know if he's in the car he's there to win he ain't there to finish second and i really hope he's able to come back and race with us this year absolutely um You know, but you, you talk about Ryan Thomas there and,
1: you know, again, I wasn't there Saturday night and I want you to kind of tell us, you know, what was it that was Ryan doing that was giving you know, Matt some fits as he was with the competition there.
2: Ryan kept working the bottom a little bit and Matt, especially going into one and two, Matt was as high as you could get on the racetrack. I mean, the cushion was almost pushed off anyway and Matt was up there on it and, you know, Ryan just kept diving it in low and it was a great battle. You know, I don't, I don't know what the rest of the fans, but I was really enjoying, you know, Ryan was doing all he could do and and Matt was doing all he could do and, and made it a good battle there. Going down
1: again to the, you know, the super stocks, the next series there um, you know, Dave Shelton comes out with the win in the super stocks group. Uh, First win ever boy that's exciting for Dave Shelton that's exciting and that's a that's a you know i i kind of i'm a little jealous of you that you get that opportunity to walk down and share some of those moments with those guys and again it's not that it's not that anybody ever loses you know the the luster of getting to go to victory lane because again i told you before and i'm going to jump back to friday night the pure excitement of Kevin Thomas Jr. winning that and I, I laugh because I loved his donuts and three and four that he pulled out and then after he came out of the donuts so well and was headed towards Victory Lane, I didn't know if he was going to get it wheeled up enough <laughs> to, to actually park it. But that's a really cool thing you get to do is go share those moments with those guys on their first win.
2: Oh, I, I think I have the uh, the greatest job in, in all of dirt racing is you know, I do get to go down there and experience, you know, I got to experience Zachary Stalker's first win you know i've got to experience uh dave shelton's last year brandon reed's very first ever modified win you know i got to be down there and uh those are moments you know when i'm an old guy and you know my throat don't work anymore or you know i'm too fat to get to the racetrack that you know i can kind of reminisce and think about that stuff
1: so you know going on to the last class there and and looking at the uh the pure stocks the pewter hall pure stocks um
2: you know, Houston Rourke comes out with the win in the feature. Yes. Um, Very strong competitor there. He's he's come on the last couple of years, and uh, Houston will be a, somebody to be reckoned with every week at Brownstown Speedway. I, I truly believe that with him. But I, I tell you, I don't know if you noticed – who were missing you, well our buddy zach stalker and i'm gonna go out on a limb and
1: assume that's because he had a uh a special engagement on saturday night that he had to be a
2: part of he missed it and then of course his girlfriend allie egan they was both at the prom for bedford north lawrence high school there so i know. mean can you imagine having to sit at the
1: prom and be thinking about you know the races and kudos i mean get, great for them i'm glad they got to go and experience it and you know <laughs> Nothing against the prom. I think it's pretty cool, but it's also not the racetrack, especially when you get a set in a car.
2: You know, me knowing both of those people, uh, you know, personal like I do, I really think they probably would have both rather been there, but also probably thought, you know, you're only through high school one time. We probably need to do this. And that's why I'm going to give them props to where they got to have that high school experience with the prom. Absolutely. And, you know, the only thing I'm
1: I'm wondering is, did they maybe you know sneak one of the race cars in to to come into the entry there at prom i mean i would have i'd have loaded the car up and dropped it off in the parking lot wherever b&l held their prom and i think you got to come up in the race cars
2: oh that would have been very cool I, I have to agree with you there but you know uh ali's sister aubrey was there with her super stock and uh, you know when they all they pulled up that's the first thing we said is you know where are they at and and you know dave and and Aubrey said that that Al went to the prom airs, so and I
1: think if I remember correctly when Zach was on he said that you know with wanting to run for the track championship this year there was one weekend which was prom he was going to have to not be there and and you know I think at that point he thought he might have a few races under his belt before he had to to miss but uh you know and and I'll be honest and I know you know Zach a little better than I do but uh I think he'll come back with a vengeance, and I think he's going to be a force to be handled with.
2: Well, me and Nathan Bowling there before the races started. You know, we were looking at all the heat races because the pure stocks. You know, Tim Rivers is out of the pure stock class this year. Right. Jason Combs is out of the out of the pure stocks this year, as well as Jim Ruddick. So we're like, who's going to be the guy? Because you know those guys were the three guys that dominated. One of those three usually won, and then you know Zach was working his way in and so it's going to be very interesting when zach comes back and ally comes back uh, sunday at salem tim rivers was at salem and raced a uh, street stock or their super stockers down there and he informed me that he has the pure stock without a motor and it's for sale but he has ordered a brand new modified so all you guys in the modified class look out rivers is coming back so <laughs> that's a uh that's
1: an exciting thing for that modified class to hear because you know tim rivers isn't gonna he's not gonna jump in if he can't if he can't compete
2: and well, well when he told me he was coming back to modifieds, i said well that'll be fun and his comment back to me was well i won't have the domination that i've had in pure stocks but i'm gonna try so you know tim has already set in his mind that he's gonna try to win as many as he as he can there so uh you know, that is going to be exciting. You know when they get the, the it's ordered now, so it's not even at home yet. But he said he'll be at Brownstown for the years out. Well, Matt, we're at a,
1: about an hour, but before we take off, let's uh, let's kind of preview what's coming up Saturday night because it is the John Jones night at the races. Yes, John John Jones Auto Group night at the races. And you know, one shout out I want to give too here is man the uh the new truck that uh pace truck that John Jones came in and and worked with Brown Speedway on his one sharp looking vehicle
2: yeah, and I'm gonna give a bigger shout out. They did a great job with the truck and uh you know great big shout out to john jones and and jumping in with brownstown Speedway, but also they contacted Wheeland lighting equipment, and I don't think we can get another light on that pace truck and Wheeland they did an awesome job for us so i want to give john jones and whelan equipment a big shout out for that pace truck
1: i would agree and i was shocked that the the headlights still worked because with all of the other lights i thought maybe the headlights had to be cut out because you're exactly right the the amount of lights on that vehicle it, and it it looks so sharp with the graphics that have been put on it and just you know a really nice piece for uh for Sound speedway it
2: was, when i went to salem on sunday i ended up sitting with jim price we ended up we didn't know the other one was going and we seen each other down there and when the arca pace truck drove past us i said jim our pace truck is better looking than the arca pace truck and he had to agree with me i mean so you know i think we our pace truck is top notch and uh you know print works did a good job striping the truck up and making it look good and then uh you know of course john jones for giving us a deal on the truck and then wheeling equipment so big shout out to all three of those sponsors there so what are we looking at with the show
1: here on saturday night because uh you know again i said that i looked up the uh the weather earlier and the weather looks uh i believe 68 for the high and nothing but sun so it's going to be another great night um hopefully uh won't get as chilly i know you know i'm gonna have to call ryan bowling out a little bit here because he got a little chilly up there on top of the the uh, box the other night but uh john jones auto group night at the races we're looking at the super late models the indiana pro late models modified super stocks and pure stocks. so again one heck of a night of
2: racing um yeah i'm I'm, you know all those are going to be great competitive classes so that's if you guys ain't doing anything the 28th but i'm really really looking forward to the uh the super stock special coming up may 5th uh scott patman tribute race there that's uh you know, Matt Botnick, two-time winner with that. I believe Josh Devine uh, won it last year. So three big uh, big names there. I know the first year we had the Scott Patman tribute race, uh, Matt Botnick um, actually had his car re-lettered with uh, Scott Patman's number and colors on it because uh, on the bottom of, of Scott's doors when he raced, it said Slim Fast because that was Scott's nickname was Slim Fast. And, uh, and I, I'm – I believe that Boatnik took the doors off and actually gave them to the Patman family after he oh, won, cool. he won the, uh, the very first ever Scott Patman Memorial or tribute race there. So I always look forward to that. I remember, uh, being with my buddies at race and racing against slim fast there and and you know he was another guy that could wheel it and uh, that's what i'm really looking forward to here two weeks away
1: you know and another one i want to go ahead and point out as we kind of look at the brownstown speedway schedule is armed forces night may 19th uh be an indiana pro late model show modified super stocks pure stocks and hornets you know we, we talk a lot about coming out to the track if you've got somebody that has served in the military it's part of that uh, that armed forces bring them out to the track you know and and uh you know and and i didn't really get a chance to start on friday night you know we've got our portable recording set up you know if if you want to shoot us uh you know a message on social media um and you know that you've got a vet that or or an active duty armed forces member that's planning on being there on may 19th let us know i'd love to come and kind of get an interview with them about their service and we may do kind of a a special veterans uh, episode with some things there after May nineteenth. That'd be very cool. And um, sure I can't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and throw out you know the you know another big one that's going to be coming up here again, and I, I don't want to downplay the the regular shows at Brownstown Speedway that are so good, but the ultimate battle of the bluegrass super late model series coming in on June second.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's three thousand to win race there for the for the Battle of the Bluegrass. Jer, uh, Jeremy Hines uh, been, was a series uh, champion of that, I believe, last two years. I might be incorrect, but I know at least two years ago he won it, and I believe he did again last year. I will have to check that. But then also, July seventh, man, is our Born Free Forty, you know, fourth annual one of those. Uh, another good, you know, this is when a lot of the bigger names come in, and then you can't rule out the uh, you know the Jackson County Fair race on Thursday night, and then again on Saturday night. Coming up in July. So, a lot of big stuff coming up. And, you know, let's go ahead and throw it out there
1: so people can save it. You know, your September 21st and 22nd for the 39th annual Jackson 100. Um, again, unfortunately, we lost that opportunity at the icebreaker, but uh, the Jackson 100 we've talked about here several times about, you know, Hudson O'Neill or the possibility of, you know, Devin Gilpin or somebody parking that thing in uh victory lane there at brownstown and what possibly could happen in the uh the city of brownstown all i can say is that it's probably a good thing that the sheriff's department is just down the road uh if one of those two gets to park it in the jackson 100 because it could
2: definitely be a, a fun night and the weekend of the jackson 100 that uh, that friday night is a sixth annual bowman 50 for the indiana pro late models that is their should say, I guess, Jackson 100 is their own there. They run the 50 lapper with the Bowman 50 for the, the pro late model. So that's, you know, that's also a good deal because the the Lucas Oil cars, they'll qualify and then they'll park them Friday night, you know. So, so yeah, well, you know, have the 34th uh, Hoosier Dirt Classic coming up September 1st and also, you know, Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees night, August 18th. Can't leave those guys out at all, you know, so. Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing I'm going to say here is
1: that, you know, we've had a lot of drivers reach out to us, and I know we're going to have a lot more on. But uh, I do think it was a fun episode just for us to kind of kind of recap the first big weekend of racing. And, uh, you know, but the other thing I want to say is we do have a, a five-mic setup now. Yes. I haven't got a chance to, to try out all five mics, but, you know, if you're a race fan, if you're somebody that's just passionate about the sport that would like to have the opportunity to sit here with us and talk – you have a lot more knowledge than me, so I won't put you in this group, but there's nothing special about me other than there's a microphone in front of me. So if you're interested in coming on and just sitting back and talking a little bit about the races, reach out to us on social media. Let one of us know. Um, if you're a driver that we haven't currently uh, talked to, that you'd love to come on the show, let us know. We'd love to have you on um, because all we want to do is continue to promote this more and promote the sponsors that help support it
2: i'm gonna throw one thing out there that if we're gonna initiate the the other three microphones in here let's get the bowling family in here i want bobby nathan and ryan and we'll just have a throw down because i guarantee you bobby bowling is carrying some knowledge that our listeners would probably really enjoy to hear can i be
1: honest with you yeah um i've only met bobby once but in the one time i've met him i don't know that that'll be a real good test of all five microphones because i believe it'll be the bobby bowling show which i'm good with i'm good with the bobby bowling show but when you talk about knowledge i don't think there's i mean ryan nathan and i could probably just head outside and hang out because i'm pretty sure the stories and knowledge inside bobby bowling's head will be one heck of an episode i'm all up for it i'm just saying technically i don't know that it's a great test of the five microphones
2: but I, i know bobby listens to us and so bobby i'm throwing it out there man i love you you know get in here with us bring your two boys and uh, let's sit down and have a good time one night
1: the throwdowns there bobby bowling we're waiting to see you. and hey again you know to our our sponsors in the fast dot com, guys if you haven't got a chance to get out to the racetrack go and get your login to in the fast uh there is no better place for local dirt track racing um videos uh, also Schaefer photo and Custom tea. If you're looking for a special gift for a race fan or you as a race fan is looking for that piece of memorabilia to hang up in your you know your man cave, your living room, your podcast room like like I have here, go see Mark and Jamie Schaefer in their trailer right there behind the grandstands at Brown Speedway. And last but not least, Kenny Montgomery. Again, I want to thank him for letting us use his new song, Dirt. Uh, it's available on iTunes for download. Please go and support Kenny uh, for, you know, download that song. Good song. Glad he lets us use it. I did reach out to Kenny this week. We are going to get Kenny on here in the next uh, few episodes, get him on through the phone and chat a little bit, see how his racing season is starting down there in the heart of Texas and also his music stuff. So, hey, guys, if you don't have anything going on, get out to the track this saturday night and support these guys and uh you know give us a shout if you're out there we'd love to sit down and talk with you a little bit i know matt's a little preoccupied but i'd love to sit down and chat
2: and i do want to throw it out before we go off the air drivers you know we would love to have any of you on so if you catch me going through the pits before the races stop me and uh we'll try to figure out a date or i'll you know I'll get some contact information for you so we can get you on here so definitely reach out to us Everybody have a great week. We'll see you at the track on Saturday night.
0: Music. I'm from this dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that, about that. dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing throwin'. throwin'. dirt, dirt. Dirt, I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll out like the trailer, I'm claussing. huh Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yeah. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side. Boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. Party in victory lane, and y'all boys ain't invited. Ready? Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Hey, Even your grandpa talking about, it. man, that boy too cold. Right. We don't sit on 24 we don't ride on spinners Uh -uh. i'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders got kids up in my window like hey mo are you gonna win it Uh yeah i hope y'all brought some stamps because y'all know i'm about to send it on me dirt 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 i'm all about that dirt 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 i'm throwing dirt 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 i miss that dirt 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 I just won hot laps for the third week. Huh? Little Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. Yeah. So I go and check the board on my bike. Sitting outside, cold. y'all know what it's looking like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. W, W, that's another George W. Yeah them with that half a lap, like dang, what gear you running, dude? And where'd you get that fire suit? Uh. Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA, hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm rubbered up, and I'm smiling for the pics. Y'all boys be looking tacky, while I stay looking slick. So short. Four new rims, no new friends. They never know what I'm planning. Never. And Mama just gave me them eyes, like they maybe you looking handsome? We pray and sing the anthem. Nobody takes a knee. Uh-uh. We stop and. Sh- Show respect cause we're all proud to be. Right. From the land of the free and the home of the brave. Y'all better wake up and get it. Uh. We're making America great again. Let's all go out and kick it on here Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, dirt, dirt. dirt. I miss that dirt. Dirt, 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 gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace, so that. Dirt, 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 I miss that. Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it.